Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Final play of the game. No timeouts left. I never liked this prevent defense. I would like to have a rush, but I get it. From the 44, Wilson back to throw. Crosby spins him around. Wilson being chased. Crosby's got him back at the 40. Wilson's going to heave to the end zone to our right. Hits up in the air, and it's batted down. Nate Hobbs got his hands on it to knock it down at the goal line, and the Raiders win at home. 16-12 to get to 5-5 five five on the season. Wrapping up our number two here on Herd Out Sports Radio on a Monday. We're on AM 590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities. We are joined now by Jason Cole. He is a prolific NFL author as well as a selector for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Jason, how are you this morning? I'm fantastic. How are you? Uh, we are doing pretty good. Nice to change up a little bit here and talk NFL. We've been dwelling on the disaster that was Nebraska football this weekend, so nice to uh, change tunes <laughs> a little bit here. Um, I'm, I'm a total homer, so I'm going to start with my San Francisco 49ers. Uh, what did you see from them yesterday compared to that three-game losing streak that led them to be able to take care of business the way they did against the, uh, against the Jaguars? Uh, defense showed up. I mean, it, it wasn't real complicated. Um, they're best when they're playing ahead of people. So, you know, score early, mm-hmm. uh, get comfortable, let Purdy um, operate without without pressure of either, you know, the score or the pass rush coming, you know, being on top of them or having to deal with, you know, eight guys dropping all the time, which he had to deal with in two of the last three games, you know, which is – you know, when you're not when you're a limited talent, okay. I mean, he's a really, really cerebral quarterback who reacts quickly, but his arm talent is not strong enough to overcome, you know, eight man drops. Mm-hmm. It's just not okay. So you know, don't have him play in those situations. Now they're healthy on offense. 
You know, I got Devo back, got Trent Williams back. But Trent Williams was moving great, which is a good sign because they're going to need him in the playoffs. And but the most important thing is the defense got back to being what it is. I don't think Jacksonville is as good as a lot of people had hoped they would be. Um, but they're but they're you know six, they were six and two coming into that game, so that is a good high quality win for them, and they got back you know they got back on track. And this is, if they're healthy, they're a Super Bowl contender. Hey, Jason, I uh, asked Ravi this during the break. Um, you know, Shane was getting ready to load up some Raiders highlights because that's his team. And, uh, you know, a lot Aiden, of excitement over being five and five. Okay, <laughs> yep, yep, right. Aiden O'Connell um, was at the top of mind, and I'm like, huh. Do you remember when, like, Aiden O'Connell was recruited, like, out of high school? He was like, you know, a walk-on at Purdue, and I'm like, man, Drew Brees wasn't very highly recruited, but also ended up as, like, one of the best quarterbacks in Purdue history, and then I'm like, Aiden O'Connell also ended up as one of the best quarterbacks in, in history, and then we were like, when did he get, like, big? When did Drew Brees, like, become Drew Brees? Well, that was, like, four years into the league. Is, like, Aiden O'Connell on the Drew Brees path at all in your mind, um, or is that just um, too outrageous of a claim to make right now? Uh, look, Give the kid a little bit of time. <laughs> um, let's not let's not do that to ourselves, or to more importantly, don't do that to him. Um, he's you know he did some nice things yesterday against a very very good defense, but he also looked like he was lost a lot of the time. And I do remember Drew Brees when he played at San Diego um, when he was first getting started, and there were times he looked confused too. You know, against the Dolphins' defense one, one Monday night game. I remember that distinctly. I was there. He was not great. He was not the Drew Brees we eventually saw in New Orleans. So give it time. But uh, expect that Aiden O'Connell is going to play like a future Hall of Famer. <laughs> Way too early to say, huh? <laughs> Again, don't, don't do that, Tom. That's, that's not fair. Uh, Jason, a, another quarterback that's maybe a little under the radar that's that's playing pretty well has been Josh Dobbs. How impressed have you been just with his ability to kind of fit in seamlessly with this Minnesota team? And, I, I mean, they look pretty solid with him at quarterback. What have been your thoughts about Dobbs and the Vikings? Well, I think I would want to recruit everyone, every court. I would want to probably draft every quarterback I found who's an aeronautical engineer in college. <laughs> uh, if I'm going to like move him from one team to the to another and expect him to learn the offense in a week, essentially. Um, yeah, look, it's a fantastic story. It's also a testimony to, you know, the coaching of Kevin O'Connell, uh, who's uh, vastly underrated, I think, even, you know, even though people rave about him in certain ways, like the job he's done in Minnesota has been, Really fantastic over over you know a year plus year and a half plus. But Dobbs, you know he's one of these guys who and you hope this is the truth with Aiden O'Connell. You know, let their let them play and see if they develop. And Dobbs is developing. He's becoming something more than he was early in his career. And it's sort of like Rich Gannon was like this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's any number of quarterbacks who over time learn the game they learn the speed of the game they learn to be comfortable you know doing this they realize oh i actually can 
do some of the things that I'm doing here. And that's a great story. It's also fairly normal um, if you allow athletes to play that they're going to get better if they're equipped with enough physical talent and the aptitude. And there's no question that Josh Dobbs has the aptitude to learn something. The question is, you know, is he, does his brain work fast enough on a football field? Because mm-hmm. that's, that's, a, that's a unique skill set to be able to understand what you're, what you're doing in real time. And it looks like he can do that. Jason, I'll be a little more realistic and sane with my next question here. <laughs> C.J. Stroud is a what quarterback in the league for you right now? A top what quarterback for you? Wow. Um, he's probably top ten. Because mm. um, I'm not sure there are, you know, because we've had a huge, a huge drain on quarterback play the last mm-hmm. few years. I mean, Brady retired this last offseason, Rodgers isn't playing, right? So if you just line them up, you know, Stroud versus, say, Tua, you'd probably take Tua on experience. But you'd say the upside is on Stroud, um, and he looks like being this good this early, he's going to eventually be better than Tua. Uh, Stroud versus Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Burrow, Burrow. You know, if you went through it, I think you'd probably find there are probably only eight to nine guys that you would say clearly better than Stroud. And even among those eight or nine, you probably wouldn't find a guy you'd say, oh, um, you know, Stroud has no chance to be better than that guy long term. That's how good Stroud, Stroud has been so far, so fast. Jason, how does this thing with Bill Belichick and the Patriots end? <laughs> well, it's going to end badly. Um, just like it ended badly with between Brady and Belichick and the Patriots. Um, you know, divorces are not... Divorces in sports are never pleasant. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's sad that Bill has... I mean, Bill has just a lousy team. It's, forget just even Mac Jones and how mm-hmm. bad he was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not a very competitive team. There's, you know, Hunter Henry as a tight end is okay. Um, you know, it, it, just up and down the roster. I don't want to even go too far into it. You just see it. <laughs> it's, an, it's a non-competitive team. Yeah. And that's his creation. I mean, he's in charge of, of personnel. Now, a quarterback would solve a lot and probably make them a 5-5, five and five, a 6-4 and four team. But there's just no talent there. So, to me... Like, you know, Bill, what are you doing? And how fast can you fix this? And how are you going to choose to fix this, given that you're now, what, 70 years old? Are you going to go the short-term route, or are you going to actually have something of a long-term plan to make sure that this team is good for the next six or seven years? Like, that would be a very hard conversation. And I think I anticipate that the answers I would hear, and the way I would hear it would not be, would not line up with me wanting to keep him, despite the fact that he's so close to Don Shula's record. Jason, take away the team in first place in each division. Who's a second-place team that you could envision competing for the Lombardi, the Lombardi Trophy this year? 
I say, you know, I say this and then coming off of a loss. But the Chargers are the one that you just go, yeah, I can see that. Um, I, I can see that they have the talent in the quarterback. They just get it together if the new offensive coordinator can get on the same page with the quarterback fast enough. And I'm not saying that they're not on the same page or there's some dysfunction there. They're just new together, right? And they're trying to figure it out. But they can score. They're better defensively than they show. Um, like, they have the depth of talent. You know, I, I expect that a lot of people are going to hope that I say Dallas. <laughs> but Dallas is just what Dallas is. Like, <laughs> right. always, like, it's the same story year after year where, you know, they win two games in a row and Jerry is making reservations of the Super Bowl city for, for, the, for the entire team, right? Like, they just get so far ahead of themselves every time. Jason Cole, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, great stuff, and uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you again soon. Hey, thanks, Jason. That's Jason Cole. He has written uh, several NFL books, including Elway, A Relentless Life, and he is a selector to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. See, again, that's like just being a Heisman voter, right? That's another one. Yeah. How do you get that job? See, and I think that's more exclusive (laughs) than Heisman voters because there's a lot of Heisman voters. I think that's the first one we've talked to that's a Pro Football Hall of Fame selector. Uh, Coming up next, we've got Mike DeCourcy talking about college basketball. 